Welcome to the latest episode of NXT Talk, where we talk about all things NXT, NXT Stateside, NXT UK, NXT Level Up. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, did you watch Level Up this week? I certainly did not. No, not at all. <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind. Wasn't even on all my right, radar. Scratch. Wasn't even Stretch a thing. I was, it, it wasn't even a thing I was going to tease to do. It wasn't even a thing I was. I was thinking of doing. It wasn't on my radar. Or wasn't anything uh, near me. Well, good thing you said it off the hop then. Lying to the to the paying customer here. Right. Did, off I, the did hop. I say we talk? I, I hold on, hold on. I'm going to turn off the music. I said it's the podcast where we talk about. Did not ever say we will be talking about it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. That is, it is the most ridiculous distinction you have ever made on this podcast. But, but uh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> yes, yes, no. you are absolutely wrong. No, not you at all. No, people. if I said, if I said, oh, this is going to be a long week with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boris, adrenaline is is deep in my soul right now. I, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh my God. You don't sleep a few hours and this is what you become? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you mean, what I become? Anyway, buddy. I'm, uh, confrontational. We gotta... <laughs> no, I think we're having a good open. I think this is a nice little back and forth situation we have up ruined, buddy. Uh, the go-home show to stand and deliver. It was a pretty good NXT. You know, not very mm. eventful, but a pretty solid uh, television show. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, usually there's like a, an affront to rest like when we watch this show right but last night um outside of like maybe a couple backstage promos the show was pretty good pretty strong awesome bookend matches yeah definitely a really really good opener you could say the main event was as good or better too i thought the opener was just yeah great balls of fire as vince mcmahon would say but uh yeah very solid show with uh the typical one or two segments that just make you cringe and want to turn off the television yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. But I think it was a really good go-home show for Stand and Deliver. And, you know, I'm looking at the card and and everything for Stand and Deliver, thinking that it's going to be a three-hour show. Man, you're, you're asking a lot from NXT 2.0. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be two and a half, three hours. I'm hoping it'll clock in right under three might be three and a half who knows but you are you are asking a lot it's a one o'clock eastern time start which in and of itself is a weird weird thing it's going against a lot of indie shows so who knows exactly what kind of crowd you're gonna get there I, it's interesting to see yeah it, it will be a very interesting crowd for sure i think that dynamic is going to play a huge part to the overall presentation of the show especially when you talk about you know our four pillars of you know, rating a match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be more of a house show crowd, more of like the casuals and families than it will be the typical hardcores that travel to see, to see NXT or that they used to in the past rather for two reasons. One, the 2.0 switch is a humongous thing. And I feel like they did chase away a lot of the fan base and two, just the time of day, like a lot of the hardcore fans are going to be doing other things. Yeah, like sleeping, uh, nursing <laughs> hangovers. You know, yes, like, like yes. It, it's 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 an early start, especially out in the central time zone, like right a noon start. 
That's just crazy. Anyways, we're going to be talking more Stand Deliver to end the show. But before we do all that, Matt, how's it going? Well, pretty well, yeah. It's like we were talking off air, and uh, yeah, I didn't sleep very well. Usually, I'm all well rested and ready to go, but uh, yeah, I slept like shit last night. So I, I might just take a nap after we're done here, Boris. I got the day off. Uh, there's some changes to my Operation Sports gig. Uh, I'm quite excited about it, though. I, I'm gonna keep it under wraps for now. But big things happening with the Operation Sports situation. Um, I might be moving to TikTok, Boris. So yeah. let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So. It's kind of funny that you even bring that up because, like, I have a friend and she does a lot of TikTok lives for uh, wrestling TV shows. And she's asking me to do stuff. And I cannot actually do a TikTok live. It's not like Instagram where you can ask to join the person, right? Uh, TikTok is very, very strict-ish, I guess, you know, if you think about it, uh, about how, who is allowed to do a live. So you need at least a 1,000 followers. That's the biggest barrier, right? So it's kind of bullshit. You can't even ask to join someone's live without a thousand followers um anyways so i've been thinking for the past few weeks you know should i do this should i not do this how much do i actually care right um but it's something that i'm i'm, I'm gonna probably start exploring a little more of but just like tiktok really another thing <laughs> look when a new social media thing comes out i usually sign up just so that i can get my br underscore aguilar username right nice lock down that handle i respect it i respect it so it's there i don't really use it to be 100 percent honest i use it more uh when i get stuff sent to me uh the lady friend loves tiktok so she always sends me videos um, and links. Anyways, uh, so that's that. So we'll see. You know, we'll, maybe maybe we can start doing some more stuff on TikTok. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm open to it. I definitely want to like figure it out a little bit, you know, because uh, yeah, it's, it's looking like I'm going to be a TikTok uh, content creator, <laughs> which is just crazy. I don't know uh, shit from apple butter about TikTok, as Jim Cornette would say. There's so much judgment coming my way right now. Just thinking of you on TikTok. It's actually hilarious. Are you going to do any dances? Am I? No. Oh, absolutely not. I'm going to use copywritten footage uh, to my own benefit and get paid for it. Because that's what you can do on that sweet, sweet TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. So, man, it is dreary here in Toronto this week. Yeah, it's been cold and gross. It was like the weird, like, snow, rain, borderline hail. It hits your window and it makes a noise this morning. That's always bitter and gross. I have not been outside yet. I think I made the right call in that front. Yeah, yeah, I I, I have to go see my grandma at some point. But outside of that, I'm, like, refusing to go outside. Might need to hit a bank or something. But, yeah, it's just disgusting. I'm looking outside right now and it just does not look fun whatsoever. It looks, you know what? It looks cold. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's not quite the other day when like the wind was howling, but yeah, that that bitter cold. Like when when the thing's hitting your window and it's making a noise, it's just like I don't want to go outside in this right now. You know, it's like little white pellets. What even is this? Yeah, exactly. Anyways, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go out at least the very latest tomorrow because uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to be uh, at the place for for Bam. Oh, nice. Yeah, man, I'm down for that. We have a, a special BAM coming for April Fool's Day. It'll be a, a bit of fun WrestleMania week. And you know what the irony about that episode of BAM is going to be? It's probably the least fools we will make of ourselves. 
I love it. I like where your head's at. Yeah, we are two chubby single guys who did a, a podcast about Tinder, basically. So, yes, we have made asses of ourselves on the regular on the BAM show. Yes. So <laughs> I was out, I was out on Friday and I was like, you know, in a group of friends. And then one of them just said, so I've listened to your podcast. I'm like, oh, shit, which one? <laughs> and I knew exactly <laughs> what the answer was going to be. Of course. It's yeah. ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous, Matt, how out of everything that I've done podcast wise, that's the one episode that people choose to listen to. <laughs> yeah, well, we should do more talking about our own lives, maybe. But uh, yeah, man, it was some salacious, some hot, hot content. No, it definitely was not. It was definitely just a dumb little conversation. I don't know what people are expecting when they click on it, but I don't know. We should uh, never speak of it again. Yeah, that that's basically where I'm at. I think I think we've been disagreeing a lot this morning. We can both agree on that point right there. <sighs> oh, man. But yeah, man. Just yeah, it's a busy week. It's a very busy week. Um, you know, I think pulling pulling, you know, the the, the going taking a look at how, how stuff works. Yeah, we're still kind of figuring out what this weekend is exactly going to look like, who's going to be doing what. Um and um yeah. I'm just tired thinking about this weekend, to be honest, <laughs> especially Saturday. I know I talked about it on BAM a bit, but like this Saturday is just going to be a long day. I'm so excited for Saturday. Uh, our WrestleMania review actually might be a tad late, just out of time constraints. We're going to have to record a podcast at the immediate conclusion of Stand and Deliver. So we're looking at Stand and Deliver, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's going to go three, three and a half hours, let's say. It goes three clean, and we can start the podcast right at like 4.05. Podcast is going to be like an hour, hour and a half, right? So right at 5.30, we're done, so we'll, we'll have a little bit of window to eat and to breathe and decompress, but that's provided, like, the podcast or the show doesn't go insanely long. Any technical issues, you know what I mean? Like, we're bumping right up against the window, buddy. Yeah, and the thing is, like, to be 100% honest, I think we'll be fine time-wise, Some just because I don't think there's going to be a kickoff match during WrestleMania kickoff show. True. Just I, because I, they sure. want that first big entrance yeah. to be, you know, huge. They've done that in in the past few years. That makes a ton of sense. I think it's smart to do it that way, and I hope that is the case, big homie. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, anyways, it's going to be a long week. Yeah, please understand, uh, we are not complaining. We are not complaining. I am pumped. I can't wait for Saturday. I'm psyched for the challenge. Let's go. Oh, I'm I'm 100% pumped. It, it might not sound like it, but I really am. Um, just between like you know all the SNME stuff, all the Slam stuff. Uh, basically, like today is even today I'm a little busy with stuff. So yeah, that's it. For basically from now up until Sunday night, Monday morning, it's all wrestling for this guy. Yes, it is WrestleMania season, buddy, and we are diving in head first. But uh, let's start this year NXT review. But before we do, homie, we are the Young Guns. And every week we have a rating system du jour because we are done with star ratings. They are passe. They are out. And uh, we, of course, are hip. And we are what's with it. So we like to change it up every week. TikTok users. TikTok content creators, as it were. Uh, yeah, anyway. So this week, I figured they finally have acknowledged on camera that Rick Steiner is the father of Braun Breaker. He is a Fisher, officially a Steiner lad. Sorry, I can't speak this morning. But let's go, I don't know, Frankensteiners, Steiner Brothers. What do you want to do? Something Steiner related. Let's do Steiner Brothers. Let's go classic Steiner Brothers. 
All right. It'll be uh, some Steiner math here on the podcast. Steiner Brothers out of five. Yep. And the show kicks off right away with Imperium coming out because the first match of the night was Imperium, Gunther, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Aikner versus LA Knight, Wesley, and Nash Carter. Okay, so on paper, I was looking forward to this match. I knew it was going to be a good match, but I think the execution was surpassed my expectation. Yeah, absolutely. And who knew, like, uh, Knight would play such a compelling baby face in peril. Like, I wouldn't think that L.A. Knight would be the guy who would sell the entire match, but he did, and he did a great job. He did a fantastic job. Like, he's, honestly, L.A. Knight right now is my NXT, not MVP, but most improved. Most improved player, for sure. I can see that. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, he's doing great work right now. And like I said, I've said it last week, I'll say it again. Oddly intrigued for Knight versus Gunther. That's like, that's got a weird appeal to it, that match. It really does. Like I say, the buildup, it, it, it kind of got built up in its own way, right? Like these wrestlers didn't interact with each other until last week, but there was a lot of buildup throughout the past few weeks with what LA Knight's been doing with what Gunther has been saying right so I kind of like that approach and then last week they finally butted heads and then yesterday was the first time that they fought and I just love the fact that okay so you know you had your classic okay LA Knight and Gunther are, are, are brawling they just exit and that was the last time we saw them for the night I was really concerned that we were gonna like you know cut backstage and something stupid was gonna happen yeah, and they didn't need it. They didn't do it. 100% agree with you, buddy. I think that was the right call. And yeah, they've uh, built this little feud well over the past month or so uh, to the point where somehow I want to see this maybe the most out of anything on the NXT stand and deliver card. So I thought this opener is the best match we're going to talk about on the podcast today. I thought it was really, really good. Just a shade below the uh, LA Knight and Matt Riddle versus Imperium Six Man, which honestly might be the NXT match of the year so far. That match was incredible. And this match wasn't that far behind. Yeah, so like I mentioned, Knight and Gunther, they brawled to the back. Aikner and Carter were the legal men. Carter gave Bartel a jackknife roll-up, but the ref wouldn't call the pin. Aikner gave Carter a clothesline from hell to pick up the win for Imperium at 12 minutes and 11 seconds. Yes, sir. Yeah, I liked it that Lariat was the finish because he hit him so hard with it. Like you said, a clothesline from hell worthy of Stan Hansen or JBL-ish, uh, you know, merit. And he pinned this motherfucker with that clothesline, which is good because he clotheslined the soul out of this man. So I popped hard when that was the finish. A very, very good wrestling match. I would go as high as three and three quarter Steiners out of uh, possible five Steiners. A 75% Steiner brother percentage, buddy. Yep. Agreed 100% on that one. So after the match, the Creed brothers show up at the stage. Them, the Creeds, MSK, and Imperium, they all kind of stare at each other, you know, in preparation, in build-up, in build-up and anticipation for their tag title match this Saturday. So a nice, a nice little way to end, 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 the sh end the segment there. Yeah, there were a lot of standoffs in this show, eh? I think it was bookended with standoffs, and well, there were at least one more in the middle or so. You see, Matt, they are standing before they <laughs> deliver on Saturday. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Bruce Pritchard, Booker of the Year? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh as much as it did. <sighs> Man. Uh, All right. 
Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai cut a promo in front of a brick wall about how they were both coming after the NXT Women's Championship, which is held by Mandy Rose. Uh, when the graphic flashed on the screen, Vic Joseph reminded viewers that the champion doesn't have to be pinned to lose the title. I liked a lot of these backstage promos. These pre-tapes that they did on this NXT go-home show actually did increase uh, you know, my desire to see the show. So good job on pretty much every backstage pre-tape. Except everything one. that they Yeah, well, pre-tape, yes. Ev- yeah, exactly. Every pre-tape. Everything that they did live backstage, I actually might have an issue with. Yep. Uh, Dakota Kai was wandering backstage looking for Wendy Chu. Kai ran across Chu's pillow, panda, panda bear doll, uh, ripped up, and then Kai was actually worried. So I kind of like this. We do have like full confirmation Dakota Kai is a baby face. If it was ever in doubt, it's certainly not after this show. But I also kind of think this could be a way to slightly tweak the Wendy Chu character, Boris. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, that's 100% what I think is going to happen. I think that uh, we're going to start seeing a a revamp of the Wendy Chu character. I think that somebody, you know, sees something there, so they want to kind of make her a little more serious. Yes, I hope that's the case, because she is really talented, but she's never going anywhere with the body pillow and wearing pajamas, sipping the Slurpee. She can keep some of those, like, having fun, you know, kind of above the other wrestlers in an Orange Cassidy sort of way, but still be, like, more of a serious wrestler. And I hope that's where they're going. Yep. Future women's champion Ivy Nile made her entrance. (laughs) God dog! Uh, Yeah, right? Uh, We got footage from earlier this week, which showed that uh, Tatum Paxley trying to clean up the Diamond Mine gym to get in their good favors. Nile told her to get out and that Diamond Mine kicks ass, not kisses ass. Uh, Tiffany Stratton made her entrance. Uh, We got a picture-in-picture replay uh, of Stratton beating up schoolgirl mode Sarai from a few weeks ago. This leads us into match number two of the night, which was Ivy Nile versus Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, so Ivy Nile is great. She's she's really gotten good. She's uh, reminding me a lot of a young, like uh, Brian Danielson in there. She does. She's doing a lot of Brian Danielson moves at the very least. And obviously, she's not the wrestler that Brian Danielson is. But that's who she's emulating pretty clearly. You know, you could see the hardcore Danielson influence. You know who? What really helps Ivy Nile? Like, I'm not saying that her offense doesn't look good. And this is maybe the one time I'm ever going to say this about a WWE show, but it's huh. their camera production and their camera cuts that really help Ivy Nile's like making it look that much better, that much like interesting, you know, like it, like she's delivering these punches, she's running <laughs> to the corner and like you know, and and giving you a, a, a punch from hell or something, right? It, interesting point. I actually haven't seen that, but I, I will look for it. Kevin Dunn, producer of the year. <laughs> what is this bizarro episode <laughs> no but uh man that's a really good call i agree i we love ivy nile around here i think she's got a very bright future uh she submits tiffany stratton with the her behind the back zach saber jr style dragon sleeper and sky's the limit for this girl man i really like her hey we called it last year that 2022 was going to be her breakout year i hope that uh, she keeps on this upward trajectory Yep, Ivy Nile versus Nikita Leon's next year's stand and deliver main event. Just book <laughs> it now. 
Oh my God. I have no idea. My, my heart is torn in half, but uh, yeah, I would still say all things considered is about an average WWE match. We're going to go two and a half Steiner brothers out of five, right on that uh, Mendoza line, right on that Dominic Mysterio line. Yep. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so Stratton distracted Sarai because Sarai obviously shows up. She transforms and you had the comment of the night on the Facebook group explaining this. Sorry, what? The whole Sarai trip being able to transform without the necklace. You don't remember what you wrote? No. <laughs> you said she had the power within her the entire time. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. Yes, it was a MJ secret stuff situation, Boris. Yes, she had the power within her the entire time. Sorry, homie. I get so many goddamn sick lines off because I'm too fucking funny. You know, right now. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, buddy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I blanked on that one. It's all right. It's all good. All right. So, yeah. So, three minutes, 32 seconds. Avinal defeated Tiffany Stratton via submission. Simple match. Good match. All yeah, right. Absolutely. All right, Vic Joseph hyped up Dolph Ziggler promo for after the commercial. Uh, then we get to maybe the most disheartening promo of the night and <laughs> feature Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he's in front of his usual garage. Uh, Ciampa talked about how he's been through the highest of highs and lowest of lows in NXT. Ciampa talked about how the highs are like winning a title or the lows like his wife having five miscarriages only to lead to the miracle birth of his daughter. Champa said the fans went through everything with him, keeping black and gold alive. Champa said stand and deliver may be the end of an era, but we will all create that magic together. Champa set up his steel chair like a tombstone with the dates 9-9-2015 to 4-4-2022. Crazy, man. So is Champa leaving us? What's going on? Who knows, man? It's, yeah. I have no idea. I have I literally have no idea what to even think. Yeah, and like we've looked around, like Fightful kinda had something, but they were just like Tommaso Ciampa's future is in question, which obviously we know because he cut that promo. So there's really not a lot of info per se out there. Um it feels like he's definitely done in NXT after stand and deliver, whether that means he's going to continue wrestling, continue with the company, move on. I think he would make a heck of an NXT GM. Yeah, exactly. We'll see, man. That's like you know what? I kind of like not knowing what's gonna happen. Like you never know. Oh sure. It's, like it's 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 good sometimes. Yeah. No. The only problem I have with it is that we love Champa, and I just I hope he's healthy, and I hope like he sticks around in some degree because I think he's great, and I want to see him on my television set. Yep. All right. We get the Ziggler Breaker with two K's promo. Uh, so in the video package, Ziggler recapped all the titles he won in WWE. Ziggler said this isn't just NXT 2.0. It's DZ 2.0. The show package cut to Dolph Ziggler in a car driving up to the Performance Center. Ziggler talked about Braun Breaker being young while he's going into yet another WrestleMania weekend. Ziggler said Breaker won the title too early in his career and couldn't handle the pressure. Uh, we get highlights of Ziggler appearing on WWE's The Bump YouTube show. Ziggler was also shown at a photo shoot with the NXT title. Uh, Ziggler said if he had NXT during his time in WWE, he wouldn't have had to be white privileged Chavo Guerrero's caddy or the cheerleader. 
The video package finished with Ziggler saying he's going to still be the NXT champion after Stand and Deliver. That is uh, <laughs> very funny stuff. Uh, man, so it, it just it's so funny with these WWE Universe promos because they couldn't get Dolph Ziggler any real media. Like he's talking about how, uh, you know, they don't want Braun Breaker because he's just a rookie. All the media wants me. And then they show him doing WWE's YouTube show and Corey Graves' podcast. Like they couldn't get this guy. You know, we, we we'd probably take him on SNME Radio. Actually, we had our choice between uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bob Kapoor on the Bam podcast, and we chose Bob. I think we made the right choice there, Boris. But <laughs> but uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. No shot shots to DZ. Dolph Ziggler is awesome. I, I'm a big fan of Dolph Ziggler. But it just it's so funny. Like WWE's talking. They they script this promo for Ziggler to talk about all this amazing media he's been doing and how he needs all this attention, and then they show him. Doing their own YouTube show and Corey Graves' podcast. Like, what a loser, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never thought about, just, about it that way. That's actually hilarious. It just makes him look like a loser because yeah. they scripted it such. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Poor Dolph. All right. Poor Dolph. Uh, Cora Jade promo package aired. Jade talked about dreaming uh, of being in WWE while it's still in high school. Uh, she talked about looking up to people like Bailey, Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley, or and Bianca Belair. Uh, she joked that she didn't look up to Charlotte. Uh, Jade said she doesn't just have to deal with Mandy Rose on Saturday. She has to deal with one of the most dominant women in WWE in Io Shirai and the most dominant woman in NXT UK in Kaylee Ray. Uh, she said she's the underdog, which will make it all that much sweeter when she becomes the NXT Women's Champion. I thought this was a great promo. Really good job by Cora Jade. Like, of all the scripted promos she's ever done, this was closest to her heart, obviously. It seemed like a shoot notebook. Actually, it would be hilarious if she was showing drawings from, from like, an old notebook, and it was just a work. It was just a lie, and she just made those drawings, like, the other day just as part of the gimmick, or just yeah. to do them just because she liked to draw. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, no, I thought this was an incredibly strong promo. It definitely made you want to see her win this match. Yeah, you know what? And this is, again, going back to, like, all of NXT 2.0. We've had some crazy, stupid characters. We had some wacky promos and stuff like that. We've had some horribly scripted stuff. But over the past few weeks, you know, what they've done with Braun Breaker, what they've done uh, with Cora Jade, and even what they've done with Cameron Grimes. Like, those heartfelt promos, like, characteriz characterizations coming from the inside the real person coming out on TV have just been incredible. Yeah, really well done. Can't complain at all. Borrowing some from NXT UK who tend to do that and do that very well. Or NXT Black and Gold. Yes, exactly right, buddy. All right. Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendoza with Electra Lopez versus <laughs> Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, the Intel Express with Fallon Henley. <laughs> so I'm just going to say, uh, I thought Legado looked incredible in this match. They looked so good. And then, of course, they lose. I would rate it three Steiners out of five. Boris, go. Just rant away, buddy. Is it bullshit? Like, <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Legado is Probably some of the most over people in NXT, and they're constantly, constantly fucking jobbers. This is ridiculous. Uh. This is absolutely ludicrous. This is bullshit. 
You got Mendoza, I think it was, out there too, with the plank elbow. He's planking like full on, like like yeah, yeah, like a human flag out there, and then just hits an elbow. Oh man, like Legado del Fantasma working so hard, making up moves, like putting putting baby faces over. Such professionals, they deserve better than this. They should at least be on the main roster, losing up there. Yeah, they should at least be losing against the Lotharios. I would accept that a lot more <laughs> than losing against fucking Intel Express. This is horrible. Like, they were able to make Jensen look like a half-competent wrestler. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this red, buddy. I, I love have the no fact that we didn't even talk about this, but you knew I was going to go off. <laughs> Well, we've podcasted long enough, buddy, that I feel like your your love for Legato is uh, well established. Yeah, this was like a dumb decision wrapped in a, a pretty weird WWE match, like just typical WWE. But Legato willed it to be above average. Like, they're so good, you had to stand up and take notice. Like, go back and watch this match and tell me you don't think Legato del Fantasma is one of the best tag teams in the world today. Dead serious. Oh, 100%. Dude, can you imagine Legado? Like, this, these two, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza versus Ray Phoenix and, like, oh, anyone. Oh, man. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Laredo Kid, oh, his brother. Yeah. I don't care. Anyone. Hopefully, Penta. Phoenix and Pac are an incredible tag team, too. Yeah, man. But, yeah, no, very, uh, very good match, chiefly and solely because of uh, Raul and Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. How many? Oh yeah, you already rated this match. Yeah, I, I forgot already. <laughs> you, you are so, literally angry with rage. I the, am. Uh, for I would say. And then, <laughs> and then you go from that bullshit to this bullshit. Andy Hartwell and Persia Proda continue to bicker and brag about the respective male partners. Uh, Proda proposed that they both bring their partners to Dallas to have some sort of confrontation. Yeah, a big, what would they call it, a big Texas confrontation or big Texas butters. I forget exactly what they said. It sounded like they're going to just repeat the makeout contest they had. This is what's funny to me, because as, as I said off the top of the show, Boris, I really think that the stand and deliver audience is going to be more families and more casuals and less of the hardcores than NXT are used to. So I don't know how this is going to go over if it's just some weird overtly sexual thing happening at noon. You know what I mean on a Saturday. <laughs> I never even thought of that. It's like in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah, I'm not trying to sound like a prude. Like I believe me, I was like 12 or 13 years old when the Sable bikini contest era was happening. I, I uh, have fond memories of those Boris, but uh, let's just leave it at that forever and say we've all grown up a little bit. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, interviews Cameron Grimes about his last chance match. He said he's usually confident, but now he's nervous. He said that this is the most important match of his career. Grimes said that A-Kid and Strong are good competitors, but they don't need this like Grimes needs this. He said he needs to win so he can deliver on his promise to his late father. Because you see, Matt, he stood on the promise, and now he's ready to deliver. Did he stand on the promise? Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Man, this is a, another really good heartfelt promo. Walked away. Mackenzie gave him the head nod like, yeah, you go get it, Cameron. I, I, another really strong uh, bit of work here. Piece of business, if you will. Yeah. Like I say, it's that humanizing wrestlers sometimes can go so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Just kind of reminding you that there are people behind these characters, you know, and then you can t dial the character back up to 11. But yeah. 
Yeah, every every now and again, just kind of kind of dialing it down just a shade is is a really good idea. Yep. All right. Toxic Attraction comes out. They grab the mics. Uh, they talk about how Io Shirai and Ray took things out of context. Uh, Mandy Rose said that actually. Mandy Rose also said she'd fight any woman, but not at the same time. Rose said she's not scared though. Rose said everything need everyone needs to remember who the hell she is. She talks about Toxic Attraction having been dominating for months and will continue to do so she also said that she'll take care of kaylee ray get rid of io shirai and send cora jade to under whatever bridge she came from uh rose said she will continue to build up a legacy to become the best nxt women's champion of all time rose said that toxic attraction helped wendy chu and dakota kai by taking up the strong team in the tournament jade and gonzalez uh, rose said they made chu apologize for not taking care of shirai and ray Dolan emptied a backpack with Chew's toys. Dolan said that Toxic Attraction runs the division and they've beaten everyone. Jane said there's no one left for them to face. Jane said that she and Dolan are walking into Stand and Deliver to watch Mandy Rose beat three bimbos. Rose said they aren't just Toxic Attraction, but they are the attraction. Uh, Dakota Kai runs out, attacks Mandy Rose alone. Dolan and Jane uh, dogpiled Kai to get the numbers advantage. And then... Raquel Gonzalez makes her triumphant return, gives Rose and Jane lariats, toxic attraction roll to ringside. Uh, Gonzalez and Kai stare at each other. The crowd chanted, yes. Uh, Kai then uh, leg-locked hug Gonzalez, uh, and it looks like uh, they're back together. Yeah, so they just flipped Dakota Kai back baby face. I think... Because their turn was more born out of jealousy. This is more HBK and Diesel getting back together. It's yes. acceptable to me. This is not her uh, getting back together with Tegan Knox, whose career she tried to end. And if you look at uh, how it turned out, succeeded. Dakota <laughs> Kai did actually end Tegan Knox's career. God bless Whoa. her. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this is not that. So I do accept that Dakota could flip back. However, Boris, I think... With all the content that you need to produce, they could throw a 30-second promo on Instagram where she apologizes and say, hey, sorry, I was jealous, but you know what? I was being a dick, and I love you, and I'm sorry, and boom, they're friends again. That's all they need, yep. and I think they should do that. I think they should take the time to do that, put it on YouTube, put it on TikTok, do it in 15 seconds. I don't care. Oh, you and TikTok. All right. The <laughs> hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, interviews NXT North American champion, the A champion, Carmelo Hayes, who is with Trick Williams. Melo said he is going to be on commentary for the last chance match. Grayson Waller and Sanga shows up to taunt Melo. Melo taunted back. Waller talked about how his insurance policy, Sanga, is better than Melo's. <laughs> yeah and uh no i think he said bigger mine's bigger yeah, than yours yeah, that, that's, and then yes. trick no and then they were like oh no he didn't did he say what i think and it was you know kind of the whole the whole very dumb double entendre that was only funny because trick williams and carmelo are funny you know what i mean like tr everything trick williams does is hilarious so that this was funny yeah yeah carmelo hayes and trick williams honestly man stars yeah. stars Stars, stars, like it's it's the only so good. yeah the the only thing that act is lacking is that Trick Williams still needs like a year of seasoning in NXT. But it, honestly, if if they just keep Trick out of the ring or just kind of have him learn on the job, like on house shows, they could be on the main roster at Wrestle after WrestleMania. 
Yeah, it will be interesting to kind of see. Like, I would like to see more NXT, especially 2.0 people, on the house show loops. I think there's, like, especially when they're close to being called up, like the Carmelos, hopefully like the Cameron Grimes's. I, I would think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Von Wagner with Robert Stone versus Bodie Hayward with Andre Chase. Man, Bodie Hayward, you know who he reminded me of last night? Who's that? Billy Gunn when he was teamed up with Chuck Palumbo. Yeah, well, he definitely had that look with the blonde hair and the and the bright bandana on. But yeah, definitely a lot of fire, lots of yelling in the ring. Big, big kid, like uh, sneaky tall. I can see that for sure. Good call, buddy. Bodie Hayward, I think, is going to be a surprise star for WWE. Yeah, he could. He has something. He could definitely be uh, a poor man's Lionheart Chris Jericho type. You know what yeah. I mean? He kind of he kind of has a little bit of that vibe to me too. And he's a good actor. You know, he he knows like he's funny. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, much like uh, Legato willed that match to be good. Uh, Bodie willed this match to be average. I feel like he brought it up to the Mendoza line. <laughs> <laughs> to the Dominic Mysterio line? <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, so Hayward went for a sunset flip. He only got a two count. Wagner gave Hayward a fallaway slam. Hayward avoided a big boot and caught Wagner with a chop block and shoulder tackle. Wagner planted Hayward with a modified angle slam for the victory. Here's a here's a TikTok I should do. Seems like every week, Von Wagner gets his opponent into fireman's carry and then forgets his finisher and just flips him a different way. Just throws him hither and yon every which way. Every time he wins, he hits a fireman's carry into a something. But you never quite know what that thing. Maybe it'll be a neck breaker. Maybe it's a power bomb. Maybe he just fireman carries you out of the ring. Just, just hucks you out of the ring. Maybe it's an attitude adjustment. You never know with this Von Wagner. Fireman's carry into a something. So you're calling him stupid. <laughs> no, I'd say that. I'd say that. Despite his forehead, I would never call him stupid. All right. So Von Wagner defeated Bodie Hayward with a modified angle slam in three minutes and 42 seconds. The firemen's carry something. Yep. We're, yeah. Uh, yeah. Average, average Mendoza line, Mysterio line, two and a half Steiner brothers out of five. Yep. All right. So after the match, Von Wagner punches out Kushida, drags Jiro into the ring. Wagner hits Jiro with his modified whatever. Wagner ripped off Eero's jacket and ripped it off. That son of a bitch. Yeah. Did you say, did you note that Jacket Type was doing commentary? Completely missed you saying that. Oh, I didn't yeah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Jacket Time was out here doing commentary. They had their own Jacket Time table, similar to when Michael Cole had the coal mine. And, uh, yeah, I was watching. My roommate came into the room, and he sat down, of course, right when Jacket Time was there on screen. And he was like, boy, this is like this is like borderline racist, eh? And I was like, yeah, pretty embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing to watch Jacket Time. Yep. You know, and if a non-wrestling like if a casual wrestling viewer or a non-wrestling yeah. viewer can pick up on something like that, you know, you know, you have an issue. Yeah, big time, big time issue. And if they're if they're being told to do this, they're just being good soldiers. If this is their idea because they think it will work on them, whatever it is, like the culture in NXT is pretty fucked that, that, that this is on TV, in my opinion. I think it's it's a it's a waste of both of their talents, especially Kushida's. Yep. All right. Tony D'Angelo, A.O., A.O., 
He cuts a promo where he was walking around a city. D'Angelo reiterated how he's going to take down Champa in Champa's last match and how he's going to become the leader of the streets. D'Angelo said after Stand and Deliver, he'll be the new dawn of NXT. And he's already teased Cousin Mikey coming in, so I kind of feel like he's going to be the Dawn he's going to have backup, and whoever Cousin Mikey is will cost Tommaso Ciampa his final match, perhaps, in NXT. Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> I do not think it's going to be Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, Nunzio. Oh. oh maybe. Johnny the Bull. Tony Mamaluke. <laughs> uh, I actually kind of liked Tony Mamaluke. He was all right. You know who I miss from the ECW days? The Baldies. The Baldies? Oh, yeah. Well, Big Vito kind of made it a little bit in WWE. Yeah. All right. Joe Gacy and Harlan make their entrance for the next match. Uh, but before that, we get a video package uh, highlighting Triple H's retirement and his career. They talk about that for a little bit. Uh, we see Nikita, Nikita Lyons uh, box, shadow boxing backstage. Uh, Draco Anthony makes his entrance. And this leads us into Joe Gacy with Harlan versus Draco Anthony. Yeah, so, I mean, pretty good match here. I would say above average, above that Mendoza line, especially when you consider all the superstar squashes you've seen all the times when you were watching the Action Zone or Wrestling Challenge as a kid. This is an above average wrestling match in the history of pro wrestling. Joe Gacy is a really entertaining wrestler. He's got some Kevin Owens in him. He's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of the Dean Ambrose, Dick Slater, Terry Funkishness, you know? He's, yep. a, he's a really, really good uh, worker, good wrestler. I, uh, I, I am entertained by Joe Gacy's in-ring work all the time. His in-ring work confuses me, but not in a bad way. I just, you look at him and you expect something. I don't know what you expect, but what you get is, is totally different from what I expect in my head. Yeah, he's like a little lighter and honestly a little smarter he works matches like he does clever things he he hits you it's he hits you with a lot of misdirections does a lot of things you aren't expecting i i do like joe gacy's work in the ring a lot i think this character has a chance man especially as it gets more evil yeah all right so uh in the middle of the match we see quincy elliott he's a nxt level up wrestler he's an nxt starting to make his rounds pretty big guy he kind of shows up behind harlan in one of the cuts uh the match continued anthony fended off gacy with some punches anthony took down gacy with a shoulder tackle and back elbow uh, gacy escapes a suplex rolls up anthony for a two count and then he hits anthony with his with his handstand lariat for the win in three minutes and 57 seconds yeah, three Steiner brothers out of five for this one. 60% solid C. Joe Gacy pins uh, Draco with, like you said, the uh, Tajiri-style springboard, the handstand springboard lariat. Yep. All right, Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett uh, re-announced that the Steiner brothers are being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and this is when Vic Joseph actually acknowledged that Braun Breaker with two Ks is Rick Steiner's son. Please just let him be Braun Steiner. Just even, like... Uh, when he debuts on the main roster. He can stay Braun Breaker in NXT, but first day on the main, it wouldn't be the first guy whose name they changed. Just change him to Braun Steiner. You know what we need to watch on Saturday morning? What's that? The Steiner Brothers induction speech. That's a really good call. We definitely should do that. Maybe even a Steiner Brothers match or two because they were fucking incredible. Because giving Scott a live mic on live (laughs) TV, I cannot wait. No. How many references to Steiner math? The one and a half, over, under? Uh, Over. Over. <laughs> yeah, safe over. I agree. 
Yeah, there's going to be 33 and a third of them. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I set it up, Boris. You knocked it down, buddy. Yep. If we're going to watch a Steiner Brothers match, we have to watch, obviously, WrestleMania 9, the only good match from WrestleMania 9, Steiners versus no. Head Trakers. Um, nice. And I still I still say that Solo Sokoa is going to get a receipt from Braun Breaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, any Quebecers versus Steiner Brothers match. I love it. Yeah, I was going to say any Steiners versus Jobbers in Raw SmackDown superstars where Scott Steiner is just suplexing them on their heads or Steiners versus Bretton Owen from like that one wrestling VHS. What was it? I forget what the VHS was, but they put they put it out. I definitely rented it and saw that match. Even as a kid, I was like, wow, this is like the best match I've ever seen. Steiners versus Bretton Owen. Yep. Um, all right. Nikita Lyons versus Sloan Jacobs. This was the Nikita Lyons hour. What else can you yeah. say? Uh, yes, I mean, for what they're trying to do with her, this is a really great squash. She's very comfortable. I have a hot take for you, Boris. Nikita Lyons is a better wrestler than Jade Cargo. Two matches in, Nikita Lyons is better than Jade. That's is. Not like, a hot full take. stop. Full stop. Not even close, really. That's not, not a hot even take like whatsoever. Close. That, 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 that's a fact. That's not a hot take. <laughs> a hot take is when I say, well, well, that's a fact also when I say that that uh, Escobar is better than Andrade. I'm trying to think of a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. I see what you did there. But again, I thought this was like slightly above average. Like it's definitely not below average. It was a C at least. Like Nikita Lyons came in there, kicked some ass. The crowd loves her. Man, they showed a couple fans like losing their mind for her like during and after the match. She is, she's got something. So good on you keep it going i hope she squashes lash legend not saying like not saying lash legend can never be a star but i think they need to tell the story that nikita lyons is a trained combat athlete she's ready to go she's like rocketing up the card she should be our jade cargill for now yeah agreed and i also think that just like you know the the the, the mismatch in sizes between ivy nile and uh, nikita lyons would just be hilarious in terms of just like a visual and then when you see them just actually wrestling oh man they could have a barn burner i hope so i mean they're both very new but ivy nile seems like a great wrestler and two matches in nikita Lyons seems like she has a real something so the jury's out on that but who knows i uh three steiner brothers out of five at least for this one man they achieved everything they set out to do Yep. All right. So Lash Legend appears on the Tron. She calls out Lions. She said that her and Lions have unfinished business. And then she said that she will show Lions why she's a bigger superstar than Lions. It'd be very interesting to see how they book this match. Yep. All right. Malcolm Bivens and Diamond Mine are backstage. Bivens hypes up strong, potentially winning the last chance triple threat to win the uh, North American title for the third time. He also hyped up the Creed brothers going for the tag titles this weekend. Bivens said Diamond Mine will have more gold than Mr. T after this Saturday. Uh, now Strong and Bivens walks away. Brutus was distracted by a text from a 781, that is Boston area code, uh, which wished the Creed brothers luck on Saturday. Boston area code. So what are some of the Boston wrestlers uh, of all time or currently in the John business? Cena. So John Cena for sure. Kevin Sullivan definitely won. Uh, perhaps it's the greatest Boston tag team of all, Boris. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're coming <laughs> for the Creed brothers. All right. So Creed watch Rose hunting. Sorry, last sorry. week's. Um, uh, when whatever promo, when these mass these hooded wrestlers, for lack of a better term, uh, messed up Diamond Mines 
locker room. When they when the second person walked away, they were wearing very shiny boots. Very shiny boots, eh? Like sparkling boots. Sparkling boots like a like a pretty deadly would wear. Oh, oh, ho ho ho, ho. interesting. Watch interesting. It. Could it watch okay. that promo again from last week's NXT and at the very oh. end you will see who whoever's doing this was wearing sparkly boots. Interesting. I wonder where the Boston connection will come in, but that's fun. Perhaps a little 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 twist in the story, a red herring, if you will. But yeah, man, so pretty. If this is bringing pretty deadly stateside, I love it. Good call. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if they bring pretty deadly in, oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. I, I think they're ready, man. I, we love pretty deadly. We've been watching UK, and they're a very, very talented act. I'd love to see them over here. Yep. Hopefully it goes better for them than it did the GYV. <sighs> yeah. All right. A-Kid versus Roderick Strong versus Cameron Grimes in a last chance triple threat match for a spot in the North American Championship ladder match at NXT Stand and Deliver. All right. So the first, what, three minutes of this match? Just some of the best triple threat work that you're going to see outside of ECW. Yeah, man, this match was awesome. It kind of reminded me of... uh, slightly worse like a poor man's version of the awesome triple threat match from rampage not too long ago darby versus andrade versus uh whoever was it sammy yeah i don't remember yeah i think it was sammy but it was kind of like that like all action all the time spectacular work from all three talented talented wrestlers maybe and and, and, and this is a you know maybe i'm a sucker for a kid but he is one of the smoothest wrestlers oh yeah in terms of setting moves up and going to the next move absolutely every transition is so natural he's just always seems to be in the right place at the right time for the match to just flow smoothly his timing is just perfect it just seems like he's really on the ball in there for sure yeah it was so freaking good um so grayson waller and sanga appear above the crowd uh what's his name solo sakoa shows up at the entrance way um, uh, Santos Escobar's around in the crowd also So you're kind of getting this last confrontation With everyone watching in anticipation Who's going to win this match Honestly, watch this match in the opener Like these matches are so freaking good At one point, A-Kid spikes Grimes on the head With a springboard DDT uh, There's a lot of punches A lot of strikes in this match um, Tons of springboard moves uh, you know, Strong catches Grimes with a knee. Strong hit it, uh, hit a kid with another backbreaker. Strong hit Grimes with a with a gut buster, and then he suplexes Kid onto Grimes. Strong hit a kid with the end of heartache. Grimes flew in from nowhere and hits the cave in and gets the win in uh, ten minutes fifty five seconds to get his spot in the North American title match ladder match. Yeah, really like that final spot. Roderick picks up A-Kid, delivers the end of heartbreak, the vertical suplex into a backstabber. So A-Kid's dead. And then Roderick Strong, like, gets to his knees and looks to his side, and Cameron Grimes is just primed for the stop. And it's like that 
oh shit moment that uh, that wily e. coyote with the sign holding it up before he plummets down the, you know the ravine and then cameron grimes hits him with the cave-in wins the match and i thought this was right up there with the opener like you said buddy you can take your pick we're gonna go three and three quarter steiner brothers out of five 75 percent it's a b plus tip of the cap to you all right Carmelo Hayes with one of the best lines on commentary ever. When the crowd is going nuts over the match, he's like, listen to this crowd cheering for me on commentary. <laughs> Definitely classic heel maneuver. Melo gets it. Melo gets it big time. Yep. So after the match, there's a brawl because uh, Melo grabs a mic. He said um, that Grimes has no chance of walking out Saturday as the A champion. Santos Escobar shows up, and he said he's going to bring the title back to La Familia. Waller grabs the mic and said that uh, family doesn't matter, and he said he's going to go viral uh, by pulling the belt down. Solo took a mic and said that the man from the streets is about to become the new champion. And then Grimes said uh, all he's going to say is he's going to take the championship to the moon, and a huge brawl breaks out to end the match. Fantastic fantastic go home segment yeah for sure definitely like was high energy everyone got to speak a little bit everyone sounded pretty good on the microphone and made you want to see this ladder match a lot agreed man good go home show from the 2.0 brand yep all right anything else you want to say before we go to the uk uh let's put it in stone right now stand and deliver 2023 women's title boris you're predicting ivy nile versus nikita lyons i'll second it let's go for it what do you think the men's title match is going to be santos escobar jobbing because that's all he's going to end up doing (laughs) (laughs) to kevin grimes Uh It's just who is going to still be on the nxt roster close to ready to go Cameron Let's Grimes. go Tony D Tony D'Angelo over Cameron Grimes oh, Tony in the, D. In for the men's title. Tony D over Cameron Grimes to win the men's title next year. I can see that to be 100% honest. All right. Let us go to the UK and chat some NXT UK. As Matt and I say every week, this is the best hour of WWE television week in and week out. And I think that this episode continued that tradition, Matt. Yeah, especially when we're considering last week, right? Now, the March 31st episode of UK is in tough because you have Stand and Deliver and two nights of WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame and whatever. It will be the one week a year that UK probably isn't the strongest hour of WWE TV. But this week, Boris, it held up. I even liked Wild Boar's match. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. (laughs) All right, so the show kicks off with D-Familia, Charlie Dempsey, and Rohan Raja uh, with Teoman versus A-Kid and Saxon Huxley. Yeah, so really strong, fun little tag team match. Charlie Dempsey is so slick in there. Everything he does looks good. Uh, I I forget. I think it was uh, I think it was Kevin Nash was talking. Go work, and he just is not only just wrestling because a lot of guys can wrestle and a lot of guys can wrestle well, but he had such flair, such pizzazz with his wrestling he can make it look cool and charlie dempsey makes it look cool the way zach saber jr does yep 
And A Kid is such a natural baby face. Like he, 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 you know, he obviously got the hot tag, um, and he's just so good at playing that role of super baby face. There's just something about him, just so natural. It's like you know, it, it's like Tito Santana, like to the point where yeah. you just cannot boo this guy. Yeah, little Tito Santana, little babyface AWA, Rick Martel, like we said. Santana's also a great shout. Man, we're we're blessed with guys like A-Kid and Charlie Dempsey getting in there. And Saxon Huxley and Rohan Raja did well in this match, too. But you can really tell, like, Dempsey is something special. And obviously, A-Kid, we've been saying that for months, is something special. Man, but A-Kid is just, he's just so good. Anyways, Charlie Dempsey distracts the referee, allowing Teoman to knock A-Kid off the turnbuckle. Raja hit, seek, and destroy on Huxley for the win at 8 minutes and 24 seconds. Yes, yeah, Seek and Destroy is the jumping flatliner, basically Dolph Ziggler's zigzag, but to the face instead of to the back. Uh, we're going to go three and a half supernovas on this one. 70%, solid B, good, good opener. Yep, we see a video package uh, between Wild Boar and Symbiosis. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was torn on this Wild Boar thing until I actually saw him in this match. And you know what? He reminds me of a Sammy Callahan, but less of a dirtbag. Sammy Callahan, but he's not spitting on his opponents and himself. Yep. Uh, we Zaya Brookside requests a rematch from Amal, who agreed. Brookside then called her daddy and told him it was time. It's time. I wonder... What it is time for? Is she going to get a heater? Is she going to get like, I don't know. We're going to see. It's very, uh, very interesting. She's doing a way better job than Tiffany. Yeah, I think it's going to be her own personal referee. Oh, interesting. Her own personal referee. That's a fun gimmick. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it up. All right. The second match was T-Bone versus Wild Boar. This match only went four minutes, 37 seconds. But like you said, I really enjoyed Wild Boar in this match. Like you said, I think he really is like a, like a Callahan type wrestler. Yeah, you, like, minus the dirt bagness, minus the fact that he's not going to shatter his opponent's face with a baseball bat in the middle of the match. So yeah, I, I like Wild Boar more than I like Sammy Callahan. Yep, so T-Bone <laughs> missed a splash in the corner. This gives Boar a chance to hit a German suplex and a charge in the corner. Boar hits an innovative DDT for the win, and then he chases Dennis backstage. So yeah, we need to we need to as wrestling fans, wrestling observers, as it were, not just me and you, but whoever is out there, like all of us wrestling fans collectively, need to come up with a name for this because a lot of people are doing this now. So so the ripcord, Boris, is like Okada's like uh, rainmaker, right? It's like when you grab somebody and you spin them around by their arm. But so what what should it be when you pull somebody in? by their arm you know what i mean like you you they're standing away from you you grab their wrist and you pull them closer to you is that like a bungee ddt instead of a ripcord ddt you know what i mean i like that bungee ddt so we'll call it the bungee ddt here i love it um yeah this match like you said it was good i liked it it was short sweet how many uh supernovas crumpets would you give it We'll go three crumpets out of five on this one. Solid, solid above average wild boar. Uh, really impressed me here. All right. Ilya Dragunov accepts Roderick Strong's challenge uh, for the NXT UK championship. We get that match in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. It will be April the 7th, 2022. I will be watching. Yep. Uh, Kenny Williams' uh, car is stolen and trashed. 
Yeah. So wasn't he beefing with Saxton? Was it? No, no, it's Sam Gradwell. Sorry. So this is still definitely, still definitely Sam Gradwell. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Devlin versus Danny Jones. Yeah. Jordan Devlin, obviously like I was outright wrong about this guy. He is good. This was, uh, you know, uh, your standard, like, semi-competitive match between a guy who's like a lower mid carter and a guy who's a main eventer basically on this brand so he gave he gave danny jones a little bit and then uh pinned this schlub in the middle of the ring with a brain buster yep four minutes 44 seconds which is kind of weird because like yes i'm not saying you don't see squashes on nxt uk but it's rare that you get two back to back like this yeah, agreed. Uh, but you know what? It's fine every now and then. You know, uh, not every fight's going to be competitive. You can't book everything by the same pattern. So I like switching it up. The uh, you know mixing it up every now and then. We're going to go another three out of five. Don't drink and drive, Boris. Yep. So Devlin cuts a promo. He and he says that uh, he's on a different level to the rest of the NXT UK roster, and that nobody would dare prove him wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. I I like this uh, this whole. Walking out of the ring triumphant thing. Yep. Uh, we get a hype package video for Trent Seven versus Ashton Smith, which is going to happen tomorrow, uh, a March 31st on NXT UK. Yes, we incorrectly reported that it was happening on the show that we're reviewing now, but they held it off a week, yes, yeah. which uh, I'm okay with. What's interesting is that Seven says it again. There's nothing he wouldn't do to win the match. Yes, and there was also a moment where he they were they showed Seven and Bait doing yoga and getting the Zen training, doing some meditation. And Trent Seven was like basically, Yeah, I don't like all that stuff. I don't see much value in it. But you know what? My partner's into it and I, I like it because he likes it. And you could just see Trent uh, or sorry, Tyler Bait kind of look at him like, Oh kinda fuck you, buddy. Like, hey, hey, hey fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Randy Marsh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Main event, main event of main events, biggest main event in NXT UK history, possibly biggest main <laughs> event this month, Miko Satamora versus Isla Dawn for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Boris's girl, Isla Dawn. Yeah, this was a this solid match. Miko Satamora, even at, what is she, like 45, 48, is so damn good. And here's a little fun trivia fact for you, Boris, I saw online. Can you name the three wrestlers? left in wwe who wrestled the match in wcw um that wrestled aj styles yeah miko satamora yeah and you're missing the most obvious one i know i am <laughs> uh i forget ray mysterio oh, yeah. jr <laughs> But yeah, so Mako, she was she appeared on Thunder, I believe, maybe yep. a Nitro or two as well. And here she is defending the UK title in March of 2022. You love to see it. Having good matches in the main event, too. Oh, yeah. This match was really fun. Like, I think this was probably like, like all joking aside, this was probably Isla Dawn's best match to date. Yeah, I would think so. I can't think of a better one off the top of my head or a more important or close to as important. Right. Yeah. And it was a very much back and forth affair. Like they're obviously trying to put Isla Dawn over in, you know, in in a loss, um, and and obviously the the storyline is going to continue. So Isla Dawn misses a dive from the top. This allows Satamora to hit the overhead kick and the Death Valley bomb. 
uh, Don kicks out. Don ducked out of the way uh, from Satamora's rolling axe kick. Satamora rolled Don up with an inventive pin for the win in eight minutes and four seconds. That pin was actually really cool, and I kind of like yeah. it because it's like the, it was such a 50-50 match, and then there's this crazy pin out of the blue to get the win. Yeah, so I'm going to try to explain this. So she gets she gets her in a hammer lock. She, like, a go-behind hammer lock and then pushes her head down forward a la, like, the orange Cassidy banana split that he sometimes does. So it was like a hammer lock small package kind of like thing where she she got the she got the hammer lock she pushed her down into the small package position so we're going to call it the hammer lock package boris me yep. michael wins with the hammer lock package eight minutes and four seconds i believe it was pretty yep. dang good match yep after the match uh, isla dawn steals the nxt uk championship just like adam cole stealing the AEW one there we go that's the show you know it's all about the zoom, zoom, zoom. Stealing angles, baby. Yeah, so we're going to go three and a half crumpets out of five for a solid main event on NXT UK. And I'm excited for the next two weeks of shows. we got some good things. Yep. All right. So before we go, let us talk some Stand and Deliver. Just remember that you will be getting a podcast for NXT Stand and Deliver immediately after the show. We're going to try our best to get that out to you as fast as possible. And it's mainly for yeah. our sanity, just so that we can yeah, get a break no, between shows. Million percent. It might not be the most in-depth. We're going to go right into the... We're going to start right in the action, much like 2.0 did this week. We're going to talk about the seven matches, give you ratings, and then we'll see you after that because we also have the after party for WrestleMania Night 1, Boris and I. And the great Mike McGuire will be joining us as well. Yep. All right, so... NXT Stand and Liver from Dallas, Texas, Saturday, April 2nd, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. The kickoff match is for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, now I actually did not see that this is officially on the kickoff show. It's not on the main yeah, card? Apparently. Huh. So Interesting. That means. That means so that, that means start we're starting to watch. Ah, oh, damn you, NXT 2.0. Curse you, Bruce Pritchard. All right, fair enough. Uh, I think we're getting a title change. I think so, too. Okay, so here's, I'm just going to say it right now. I think Toxic Attraction is going to lose all their belts, and then we're going to yep. see them on the main roster the following week. So we can't say that about everyone, Boris. So here's the rule. You get one act it could be a group or a wrestler on the men's yeah. and the women's side so your prediction is toxic attraction moving up moving up toxic attraction moving on up moving on down whatever way you want to see it fair enough i'm looking at this card i'm gonna i'm gonna bulk on that i don't think they're moving up yet i'll tell you who i think is all right so nxt women's tag team championship match Gigi dolan jc jane versus dakota kai and raquel gonzalez i think kai and gonzalez are gonna win you said the same. same. I think that uh, toxic attraction is moving on up. All right. I say the they're sticking around for a week, or a week to a month-ish. All right. We're going to get the index, whatever the heck that's going to be. Uh, L.A. Knight versus Gunther. Strangely aroused for this one, Boris. Uh, I said what I said. Uh, Gunther versus L.A. Knight. I think Gunther will end up winning. And here's one for you. L.A. Knight is my pick to move on up from the men's side interesting interesting pick yeah i think gunther's gonna win and 
you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. LA Knight, oh, the cool. man to go up. All right. Oh, fair enough, buddy. NXT North American Championship ladder match. Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar versus Grayson Waller versus Sola Sokoa versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Cameron Grimes has to win this match. He's got to win it. And then he can wrestle uh, Carmelo once or twice, have a little feud there. And then maybe one or both of them can move up uh, around SummerSlam. But I think Car- uh, Carmelo Hayes will lose this title. He will have bitten off more than he can chew. I think it's a pretty good way to get the title off him. He was too cocky. He took this ladder match that he didn't need to take. He booked himself in it, and he's going to pay the price. Cameron Grimes wins the title. That's exactly it, and I love that story, right? Like, he's he's so cocky, and he screwed it up. But here's, yeah. the, here's what I hope. Here's what I'm worried about. I hope in his losing effort, he doesn't blame this on Trick Williams. No, that's a really good one. And Trick was trying to talk him out of it, so that would be... That would be classic dumb heel, so classic dumb heel that WWE is probably dying to do and it will definitely happen. But that would be really, uh, that would be bad. Don't break up this group. Yep. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo, A-O-A-O, Gabagool. Tony D wins via interference when Cousin Mikey makes his first appearance. Yep, yep, yep. I agree with you there. NXT- and I hope... Sorry, I just want to say one last time. I hope Champa is healthy, and I hope whatever he does, uh, he you know is is happy doing it. And I uh, selfishly, personally, hope it is in the wrestling business on my television in either AEW or WWE because he's great. He's absolutely great. Yep. NXT Tag Team Championship match: Imperium versus MSK versus the Creed Brothers. So we're getting pretty deadly with a Boston manager. Pretty deadly, managed by Matt Damon and or Ben Affleck and or Bill Simmons, the sports guy. Oh Lord, that'd be hilarious. No, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I actually I, have no idea who's going to win this match or how, though. Especially with MSK kind of being like tweeners somehow now, like kind of being baby faces that the crowd isn't fully behind. I think the money is just keeping the belts on Imperium because they're so great so let's say imperium's winning this one i'm gonna go with imperium there's reasons why msk might not win we'll talk about that offline all right um nxt women's championship match mandy rose versus (laughs) jade versus io shirai versus kaylee ray uh are we getting the coronation boris oh we have to oh it has to happen it has to yeah so i think so a feel-good moment cora jade might be taking home the title uh, only thing I could see is I think EO is my pick to move up. They're finally going to call EO Shirai up to the main roster. She needs to get a chance. So I don't think, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I like that pick because notice what Mandy Rose said on the mic. She basically said she's going to get rid of EO from NXT. Yeah, exactly. And the way she, she didn't say that about Kaylee Ray, exactly. who it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me to see Kaylee Ray win this match and get a run with the NXT women's title because she is great. She does deserve it. And I could see them not wanting to call her up yet. You know what I mean? So she's a very worthy NXT women's champion in the lineage, at least in ring of the Bailey's, the Sasha Banks's, the Becky Lynch's, etc. Right. But I, I'm picking Cora Jade here and I'm saying Io Shirai is on Raw. After WrestleMania. So she's going to be with Cody. Her and Cody are going to make their <laughs> raw debuts on Monday. Adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rhodes is with EO. <laughs> uh, NXT championship match. Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker with two Ks. 
Yeah, so it's got to be Braun, right? Maybe right. maybe Braun's moving up too, but no, Braun Breaker wins. Uh, Scott and Rick come out, and, uh, you know, everyone celebrates. Maybe Scott and Rick will throw around Dolphin uh, Rubber Root a little bit. I think that would be hilarious. Um, yeah, I think that would yeah. be that would be great. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I have I'm, this I'm weird Braun. sinking feeling. Weird sinking feeling that Braun Breaker is coming out with a tiger. Could you imagine? That's funny. It's way too early for that. Let him do that at WrestleMania. Yeah, let him do that. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. you know, they're going to capitalize on the Steiners making the Hall of Fame. So, that's, you know. That's a hilarious call, buddy. I hope so. But, yeah, are you taking Braun here? I'm taking Braun. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. So that is NXT Stand and Liver this Saturday. Just remember, Matt and I are coming at you with an aftercast right after NXT Stand and Liver and before our after party for WrestleMania night one. Oh, man. Yes, sir. A- sorry, sorry. I was just picking something up off the ground. Yeah. So the uh, so after NXT, it's just a podcast, but it's coming to you uh, on the Patreon uh, and Live on YouTube after WrestleMania night one. Boris and I drinking coffee, drinking energy drinks, held together by a thread, but we're going to be there. It's going to be a ton of fun, man. I'm excited. Also, April Fool's Day, Friday, April 1st, we got a special BAM coming for you. A WrestleMania-themed April Fool's Day BAM for you, the loyal listener. Uh, man, I'm excited for this week, this weekend. Going to be a ton of fun. It's it's the Super I've been to the Super Bowl. I've been to the World Series. I've even been to the Rolling Stones. But there's one event that stands above them all. Boris and it's WrestleMania. Yep. Honestly, I'm super excited for this weekend. You know, the WrestleMania hype, it's finally got to me. And, you know, with just, just doing everything with SNME, I feel like it's still a privilege to be doing what I do. I still love doing what I do. I really do. Um, and I'm, like, as tired and exhausted as I'm going to be on Saturday, I am so looking forward to it. I really am. You know, watching wrestling, talking about wrestling all day, it's going to be fun. And, that, and you know, and that, that's just the end of it. Like, really, basically from today on to Sunday night, it's going to be tons of content, tons of shows. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic time. So this is when I usually run down the list of what's to come. But just know that a shit ton of content is coming your way on the Patreon feed. So make sure to renew your Patreon fees because the date that we flip over is Friday. I don't want you to miss out on being on par- a part of the Zoom call on the weekend because your Patreon fees didn't get in. So just remember to check that. That's it, man. I think we gotta go take a nap. <laughs> Woo, I am pumped, buddy. We done did it. Yep, he's And uh, yeah, check your inboxes. For, sorry, check your boxes. Last patron standing stuff. Yes, get y'all picks in if you haven't. I need them all. All right. Just like Pokemon, he gets got to catch them all. He's Matt. Ah. I'm Boris. Goodbye. Goodbye.